The energy crisis in Europe is bringing their citizens into the dark ages, literally. OPEC, stick, OPEC sticks it to the Biden administration, and in a huge surprise, an LGBTQRSTUVWX ambersan romantic comedy bombs at the box office, and guess whose fault it is? It's all ours. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hope you had a great day. And the news just keeps flying by. And I, I love it because all this stuff is mostly just culture stuff. But here's some here's some news. Uh, Gavin Newsom it continues to make California into a crap hole. So he signed in two new bills into law this week. First one is that the prosecutors can no longer use lap, rap lyrics as evidence because of that's right racism and equity. Now, where this comes into play is a guy, uh, there was a, a few people actually, who've been arrested for murder, rape, fun stuff like that. They were rappers, and they basically rapped about their, the crimes they committed. So prosecutors would use those, those rap lyrics against the defendants. Well, you can't do that anymore. So if you've got a guy who raps about raping someone or raps about uh, killing somebody or raps about his guns, and then he actually does go out and kill, you can't use that as circumstantial evidence anymore. All for race, all for equity. And of course, Gavin Newsom, jaywalking is now legal in California. I'm still, you cannot get ticketed for jaywalking. I'm still curious to see uh, what is illegal in California anymore? Because it doesn't seem like there's a whole hell of a lot. In kind of a surprise move, I, I'm a little shocked about this. And I, I actually waited a day because I wasn't exactly sure it was true. But Elon Musk is is moving forward to purchase Twitter. Uh, he'll pay $54.20 per share for a total of about $44 billion. That doesn't even look like it's much smaller. The left, of course, they're flipping out because Elon Musk is a free speech guy and he does not want anybody really edited or censored um, or censored on Twitter. The problem with the left is they're really making themselves, they're really showing their true spirit. They, they basically saying, well, now that we can't censor, quote, disinformation, end quote, we could lose the election. I mean... Again, the disinformation, misinformation thing, I'd like to know who's defining misinformation, disinformation, because so far, a lot of the stuff that has been censored on Twitter turned out to be all true. And so it, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens when real stories, I mean, it's October, we have 33 days till the election, which basically means uh, October surprises are coming. I think the October surprise is coming a lot quicker than you think it. I think it's already here. And it's the uh, uh, the energy shortage that we have. But uh, we'll see. I'm sure there will be something, there will be some bigger things coming along. Uh, now, one of the things that could happen by the end of the month, right before, right before the election, is Donald Trump could be reinstated. There's talk that Donald Trump by the end of the month will be reinstated. And that tells you something. That's quick. That means that Musk and Twitter have been working on a deal this entire time. 
that a lot of the crap that Twitter has said about um, not have only having 5% bots and then Musk says, no, you guys have like 80% bots. Uh, yeah, they were still negotiating even though they were fighting. And it doesn't look like with the cost, it doesn't look like the price changed much. So you can bet by the end of the month when I'm absolutely sure... Um, Twitter is bought by Musk. I will be denaming and misgendering at every opportunity. Twitter is my my big uh, social media outpost. I don't have any others. And in big news, and I'm really happy about this, Aaron Judge of the New York Yankees passes Roger Maris by hitting his 62nd home run yesterday. I was really glad he hit this one. It didn't look like he would. He's only had two home runs in the last... I think it's 12 days or so. Uh, just a lot of pressure on him. I wouldn't be shocked if he had three home runs today. Today is the last. Today is the last uh, day of regular season. Now I know that the home run king, the single season home run king, is Barry Bonds, and actually Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa have gone beyond 65 home runs. But those guys are all on steroids, and I think Major League Baseball really should change that. Because we already know they're on steroids. There's a reason why um, those guys are not in the Hall of Fame. It's because they basically admit... Well, they didn't really admit there had to have been a full investigation into bonds. But these guys don't belong having the same... Getting the same honors that Aaron Judge has. And my understanding is Aaron Judge is a great guy. So that makes me happy. Okay, well, (laughs) up, up, and away. The Biden administration got some really bad news today. Uh, OPEC has decided to lower their oil output by 2 million barrels per day. Now, some people, including me, are saying they're just flipping the nose at the United States because of, of how Biden has been treating Saudi Arabia and some of the other countries over there. Um, so, right now, this comes right now as gas prices are already a, up a dollar over last month. Californian gas is averaging, averaging $6.43 a gallon. Now, most states are averaging about $3.50 to $3.60 a gallon. But in Los Angeles, it's up to $8 a gallon right now. Of course, questions came at Karen St. Pierre, John Pierre, uh, over this and whether the Biden administration is going to take any responsibility for this. And how do you think that answer went? Thanks, Green. You've said the president was responsible for gas prices coming down. Is the president responsible for gas prices going up? So it's a lot more nuance than that, right? Um, Peter, you know this. Uh, there have been global challenges that we have all have d- dealt with. When I say all, meaning other countries as well have dealt with since the pandemic. There's been pandemic and there's been uh, Putin's war. And Putin's war uh, has... Uh, increase gas prices at the pump. We have seen that over the past several months. And what the president was able to do, uh, he took some historic steps when you think about the Strategic Petroleum Reserve and making sure that 
he we were able to do everything that we can to bring that cost down uh, for American families, give them a little bit more of a breathing room. And we saw that. We saw that every day this summer uh, over a, uh, saving American families over a dollar per gallon. And so that is what the president is going to continue to stay focused on, our cons American consumers. How do we continue uh, to keep uh, to keep prices down? That's why we, we did the uh, Inflation Reduction Act. That's why we talk about the CHIPS Act. All of these things are going to help Americans here. That was a minute and 10 seconds of an answer when she needed only to say, no, we're not going to take responsibility. And then she threw in a word salad, which made absolutely, the president is going to continue to work hard for the American people. She always says that. And the reality is doing what? I mean, th this is this is the big question. I would, uh, what exactly is he doing? Well, she said he's emptying the uh, strategic reserve. I'm sorry, he's doing historic uh, movement from the strategic reserve into the economy. By the way, um, the strategic reserve, again, is only used for war. And um, it's not meant to be used for consumer, consuming, consumption in the economy. That's not what it's there for. And the last I heard... He'd been taking our oil from the strategic reserve and sending it to one of Hunter's buddies in China. So, yeah, I guess that's unprecedented. By the way, the strategic reserve ended. It's over. So, Karen Jean-Pierre was, Saint-Pierre, whatever her name is, was uh, Jean-Pierre was asked, are you going to take any more oil from the reserve? She was asked this yesterday. And she said, no, they had no they had no plans for it. Well, guess what happened today? Ten million more boils, uh, 10 million more barrels of oil have been released from the strategic reserve. So, so much for that. Joe Biden, this just also shows you how much of an idiot he is or how much of an idiot his administration is. Because when they started that um, 180 million barrels of oil, which is something like 2 million barrels a day or something like that. I can't, I can't remember exactly what it is. That ended a month before the election. So gas prices were doomed to go up right before the election. I don't think he did that on purpose. I just think he's stupid. I think he has no foresight whatsoever. This whole climate change thing proves it. And he got caught with his pants down. Okay, in other news uh, concerning uh, energy, Europe, if we think we have it bad, Europe's got it worse. Winter is coming, and Europe is going through a huge foil, uh, fuels shortage. We have the reserves, but we, we're sh getting short on oil. They're already short. I guess creating energy policy based on a mentally compromised 16-year-old girl who yells at everybody all the time is probably not such a good idea. How dare you? In a report by Reuters, quote, the budget-conscious Dutch who enjoyed abundant cheap gas for half a century to heat their homes are turning to more traditional heating methods as cold weather reaches the Netherlands. Sales of coal, wood, and pellets for heating stoves have jumped as consumers seek cheaper energy alternatives to counter skyrocketing gas bills in the wake of the war in Ukraine. So energy prices up there are up by 114%. And 
they're not even one of the hardest hit countries in Europe. England, Italy, Germany, they're having more problems and all because they got rid of their nuclear their nuclear reactors because Greta Thunberg didn't like them. So people are now doing what they did in the 1800s. They're burning coal, they're burning wood. I mean, this is what they're doing in Africa. Third world, third, third and fourth world countries in Africa are doing this. Now, could this problem come to the United States? Well, I got news for you, it's already here. At least I see it. People are complaining that they can't afford to drive to work anymore. I've got Josie complains. I don't know how I can afford to, to go to work very soon. That maybe I'm going to start asking to stay at home and work remotely when the doctor works remotely. I see this at gas stations. People are putting in 10 to $15 of gas in their tanks. That's crazy. That's less than two gallons of gas. But they have a date, but with inflation being what it is, and there's no relief in sight, people have to start making these decisions. Do I go to work? Do I pay my rent? Do I feed my kids? Do I eat? Energy in California is way up here. Josie and I are, are thinking of getting uh, living together simply so that we can consolidate our costs. It's going to be a long winter, and no one in our government seems to care. And that's our entire government, including Republicans. They don't seem to give a damn either. By the way, they just approved to send another $250 million to Ukraine. So, great. No one gives a damn about the American citizens, but hey, Ukraine, yeah, they're fine. Okay, here's here. This is a bizarre story, and it really just shows you how freaking crazy this transing thing has gotten. All right, I I I'll just read it because there's just just, and then I'll give you the whole story. Um, so, so this is according to Fox News. Female students at a Vermont high school have reportedly been banned from using the girls' locker room after objecting to a transgender student changing there. Members of the Randolph Union High School girls' volleyball team were banned by school officials from using the locker room pending an investigation after some members objected to a biological male changing with them, WCAX-TV reported. One of the female students told the radio station that the dispute began when the trans student made inappropriate comments as the volleyball team was changing in the locker room, triggering an incident between the students. The outlet reported, get this, that the school officials emailed parents to tell them that an investigation into whether the transgender student was harassed has been launched. So, let me, and there's more to the story than that, but I'm, I'm not going to read that. Uh, let me clarify the story to you. A boy decides to be a girl. I don't know how long he was a girl, but I mean, he was never a girl. He still has his penis. He still has his balls. He's still a boy. So he's caught staring at the girls and making inappropriate comments to the girls while the girls are changing. The girls complained. The girls got kicked out of the locker room. And now the girls are under investigation for harassing the boy. It gets better. Now the girls, there are 14 of them. Now when the girls need to change, they get to use a single stalled bathroom while the boy gets to change in the big monstrous girls locker room. Why the boy isn't being told to change in the single stall bathroom so that the girls can be made comfortable is a wonder. 
Okay, you know what? It's not a wonder. We know why. Because he's a victim. Our society has gone absolutely insane. They've gotten crazy. They've gone crazy. They've gone crazy. Where a girl can't even use a restroom and feel comfortable in it. And by the way, isn't it more important that the 14 girls on the volleyball team feel comfortable more than him? Why doesn't he change in the one, in the single bathroom? Create a bathroom for him and let him change in there. He's not a girl. Now, I, I don't. I, I commented more than I was going to. I, I don't know why I just go off because the reality is this crap just it it's not going away. It is not going away. Okay. Oh, this is a great story. So there is a movie called Bros out there. It's considered the first gay romantic comedy. It is about a gay man who decides to say stay single and just hook up with men from a dating app grinder, the dating app grinder. He doesn't want to be in a relationship. He doesn't want to be monogamous until until he meets this guy in a gay dance club. And then he's really attracted to him and at first they don't like each other, then they do like each other. Weird crap like that. Here is a little bit of the trailer. Um, you have to see it to believe it, but here's a little bit of the trailer. Hey guys, it's Bobby Lieber coming to you from the future home of the LGBTQ plus museum. Everyone is really excited and totally getting along. This happens to be Bisexual Awareness Week and no one has acknowledged it. Lesbian History Month was in March. Nobody said a goddamn thing. Of course, lesbians get a month and we get a week. So what's happening? Didn't you guys have an announcement? This is a little unexpected, but we are in a throuple situation. Yeah. You're in a throuple? Let me tell you what's progressive now. Being alone. I love my life. I love my freedom. I love my independence. That's kind of sad. That I don't want to be in a throuple? I don't even want to be in a couple. Bobby, I had sex with that 65-year-old. Jesus, he's ripped. I know. It's like they injected steroids into Dumbledore. Oh my God, that's Aaron. He's very hot. Gay guys are so stupid. I know. But we've been smart enough to brand ourselves as being smart. It's our little secret. Oh my god, it is, just looks so bad. Um So anyway, I so the movie had everything that, you know, a straight couple would like to see. I'm sure Josie would love to go see a movie. Let's talk about what is in this movie. All right. Gay men randling, randomly hooking up for sex on Grindr. As a matter of fact, this is this guy, when he says he's single, that doesn't mean he's not having sex. It just means he's not in a relationship or monogamous or anything. And by the way, monogamy is not even a thing in this movie. Even when he is in a relationship, there are two scenes with gay orgies. There's a thruple relationship, which means three men are considered together in a monogamous relationship. Here, here's something. I don't even know what this is, and I'm afraid to look it up, but a gender reveal, gender reveal gay orgies. I have no idea what is this. There's mutual masturbation, steroids and drug use, open relationships, and of course, you got to have child grooming. That's in there too. I guess this guy's mother was a teacher. She's teaching the kids about the homosexual lifestyle. 
And then the film ends. The film ends with the main character getting together with a, uh, I guess the main, I don't know what his name is, but anyway, Aaron, I think his name is or something. I, I, I don't remember his name. But the film, I did not see it. So, I no, that would not be a thing for me. Uh, the film ends like all romantic comedies ends, okay? Um, with the men getting into an open relationship for three months to see if they want to stay together. Does that sound like a typical, like a Made in New York or a, what's that movie with the hook or um, uh, with Richard Gere and the other broad? I, I can't remember. But anyway, does that sound like a romantic comedy to you? Sounds like a movie you want to see. Well, neither did the rest of the country. In It was played in 3,000 theaters and made a total of $4.8 million, way below what was projected. The movie cost about $22 million, but there's rumors that with the marketing that these guys did, you can double that. It's probably closer to $50 million. Now, Ben Shapiro on one of his other podcasts actually did the calculations, a rough calculation of how many people were in the theaters watching this at a time. It comes to 10 people. There are pictures on the internet. There are pictures on the internet that show people in the theater and there's nobody in the theater it's completely empty except for the two people this gal pointed out and she was actually reviewing the movie to destroy it because she was a right-wing catholic but she wanted to go in there and, and, and rip it apart and she started filming it and posting it there's nobody here um rotten tomatoes of course gave it with all that crap that's in it that nobody wants to see Okay, they gave it a 95%, which is a fresh score. Now, that tells you something. That tells you something. That these guys, whether... I heard the movie was just bad. I, I, didn't, I heard it was just bad. It wasn't funny. And it really showed the gay community for what it is. It was... An, and he... The guy who co-wrote it, his name is Billy Eichner... He said the same thing. He said, this is a look into the gay community and the things we go against. Well, guess what? No one wanted to see that. And now we do see it, and nobody's surprised that monkeypox is flying around the community. By the way, because monkeypox was a big issue, they actually removed one of the gay orgy scenes. Yeah, there were two, because you can't get enough gay orgies, right? So, <laughs> Billy... Eichner um, co-wrote and starred in the movie. He's the main character. He's, his voice is the one you heard most of the time. Um, he threw an absolute fit when he found out what the numbers were, when what they came back. Uh, and he did what everyone does when pissed. He threw a temper tantrum on Twitter. It's actually pretty hysterical. That's, that's why I included this story. Normally, I wouldn't even give it the attention. But listen to this. Here, here it is. It, it's a four-piece thread here. Last night, I snuck in and sat in the back of a sold-out theater playing bros in L.A. The audience howled with laughter and start to, from start to finish, burst into applause at the end, and some were wiping away tears as they walked out. It was truly magical. Really, I am very proud of this movie. Now, first off, I call BS because all of the theaters combined didn't make enough money to fill one theater. So I, I, I will say that he probably went to see this, and the theater had like seven people in there. And it was probably in West Hollywood. 
So, I mean, Rotten Tomatoes for customer score only has 500 reviews of it. That's really, really, really low. So he continues, Rolling Stone already has bros on the list of the best comedies of the 21st century. Oh, well, if, if, if Rolling Stone says it, wow. What's also true is that at one point, a theater chain called Universal and said they were pulling the trailer because of the gay content. Unconvinced, I, Uni, Universal convinced them not to. America, F yeah, etc., etc. All right, now, that's just saying how great the movie was. Well, okay. I, I looked at, at, at uh, I looked at Rotten Tomatoes. It does have a 95 from critics. It's got about a 90 from people who saw the movie. But again, not a lot of people saw the movie. There were only a few hundred, about 500 um, critic scores. Or not critic scores, but uh, uh, watch moviegoer scores. So he continues... Uh, that is just the world we live in, unfortunately. Even with glowing reviews, great Rotten Tomato score, a cinema score, etc., straight people, especially in certain parts of the country, just don't show up for bros. And that's disappointing. But it is what it is. Everyone who isn't homophobic, a homo, any, everyone who isn't a homophobic weirdo, should go see bros tonight. You will have a blast, and it is special and uniquely powerful to see this particular story on the big screen, especially for queer folk who don't get this opportunity often. I love this movie so much. Go bros. And of course, he's got a heart emoji and a rainbow emoji. So let me, let me, before, let me guess something. He wasn't in charge of marketing for this movie because so far he's calling everybody homophobic who didn't see this movie so a homophobic weirdo i'm sorry and he does it a couple of times here's the, and he's been doing that by the way his entire career he's gone on these late night shows and said the same thing we're all homophobic we're all i mean i wouldn't see this new movie just because this guy's an asshole and by the way i one of my most favorite movies ever, The Birdcage, is about a gay couple. And I, I so I, I, I don't mind if it's a funny movie, but this is a little bit over the top, isn't it? Here's the thing. Men hate romantic comedies. The only time we ever go to a romantic company, uh, comedy with our significant others is because it's our anniversary or something or... I pissed her off, and I've got to make up for it. For women, they love romantic comedies because it's the fantasy relationship. It's the perfect relationship. See, but their fantasy relationships are a man and a woman in a monogamous relationship getting married and having kids and living happily ever after. That is exactly the opposite of what this movie does. I mean, in the end of the movie, again, they decide... Well, we'll be together for three months and see how it works out, and then we can screw around on the side. And that's not a rom com. That's not a romantic comedy. That's not Made in Manhattan. Absolutely freaking incredible. The other thing that really gets me, you know what? Okay, I'm homophobic. I don't. I don't want to see gay orgies. I'm good with that. You can call me a homophobe. And, and by the way, when I told Josie about this. 
because I always tell her about what I'm writing before I, I actually publish this stuff. She says, well, I'm homophobic too. I wouldn't want to see that. And well, I got news for you. 99% of the people don't want to see it. 99.9% of the people don't want to see that crap either. Just absolutely incredible. And speaking of um, the LGBTQRISTUVWXYZ Ambersand Tilde group, uh, let's just go right into this story. According to Daily Wire, Twitter is in an uproar over a clip from the new Scooby-Doo movie, which seems to indicate that the character Velma is part of the LGBTQ community. Trick or Treat Scooby-Doo was just released to Prime Video on Tuesday. Just as quickly, fans started circulating the scene that Velma encounters Coco Diablo, a syndicate for the which colludes with the Black Knight space kook and the ghost diver. I, I have no idea what any of that is. I, I think she was a bad person. I think she was uh, a bad guy in it. But I haven't seen it. I'm not going to see it. So that must be the gang she belonged to or something. Velma, who always has been rumored as, a gay, as gay among fans. No, she's been rumored as gay among LGBTQ plus community. Fans like Scooby-Doo. They actually like the dog. They really didn't care. Dog and, and Shaggy. They really didn't give a damn about those other three. I don't even know what their name. Daphne and Mike. I don't know. Uh, Velma, who has been oh, always been rumored as gay among fans, has an extreme reaction to the clip that indicates she's attracted to Coco. Later in the episode, Velma is depicted ogling Diablo in the back of a car. The crush is confirmed when Daphne jokes, quote, I didn't know convicted felons were your type, end quote. Okay, if you want to see the clip, you can go to dumbassestalkingpolitics.com and take a look at it. I've got it posted there. Okay, some things about this whole thing. First off, these guys can't leave anything sacred alone. I used to love Scooby-Doo. I watched it for like five years when I was a kid. I would wake up early in the morning just to see Scooby-Doo because I love the show. But the media... The, the Hollywood, they have to twist everything into their narrative. And their narrative has always been LGBTQ+. And I also don't want to hear anymore that they're not trying to sneak that narrative into indoctrination of your kids. I mean, this is being shown to kids. This is a kid's show. This is not an adult show. And, you know, here's the other thing. This stuff is just not innovative. The LGBTQ crap, oh, Velma comes out as, as gay. That's not even innovative anymore. I remember when Ellen came out in the 90s on her show. That was a big deal. I didn't see the show because I didn't like the show, but that was big news. But this crap is happening everywhere. The Muppets, the, the weird bird thing, came out as transgender. This is not... This is everywhere. It's not even unexpected. It's expected. And it's just getting so boring. I don't understand why these guys don't understand this is not innovative anymore. It's not a shocker. It's not going to raise your, your viewership. What's also boring are the shows, the writers. They have no new ideas. They keep go recycling the same old content 
like Scooby-Doo, like the like Star Wars, like the DC and Marvel universes. They keep recycling this crap over and over again and just adding woke crap to it. When was the last time you saw a movie that was that left you saying, wow, that is something? And it made you think after the movie. Every other movie that comes out is a is a is a freaking comic book hero movie now. And I hate comic book hero movies. Even the horror and, and all they're doing, they're just going woke. Even horrors, there are some good horror movies out there right now. For example, um Bros, for example, got the crap beaten out of them by a movie called Smile. Now that looks like a creepy ass movie. That looks original. That is something I would like to see. Let Us Pray is a great movie. It Follows is a great movie. These are horror movies. It's it's getting to be, um, what's it called? It's getting to be Halloween, so I'm beginning to watch these movies again. But these are innovative movies. This crap that they're just throwing up there, that's why Netflix is falling apart. Because Netflix is now just throwing any piece of crap in their catalog. And usually pulling them a month later. Because guess what? It's crap. But here's the other thing. Then there are some things about this whole thing about Velma being gay. You know, people say, I always wondered. I always knew Velma was gay. You know, instead of wondering whether Velma is gay, Scooby Dooby Doo has been around for 40 years. How is it that these four teenagers forget that they don't age? But these four teenagers have a talking dog that can solve crime and they're not rich. That's what I wonder about. I would think that would be something to think about, not whether Velma is gay. And finally, the most important thing here, it's a freaking cartoon. There is no Velma. Velma is a picture. She doesn't have any lady parts. She's a drawing. What does her sexual orientation have anything to do with the show? It's gotten stupid. It's gotten boring. Anyway, visit my website at dumbassestalkingpolitics.com. Um, tomorrow it'll be fun. Joe Biden was in Florida today and uh, he addressed the press and he made an ass out of himself again. So we'll have that for you. I hope you have a great day. Uh, visit Rumble because I do have a couple new videos up there. And uh, every Friday I'm going to create one to two videos and put them up over the weekend. You take care of yourself. Talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene and you listen to Dumbasses Talking Politics. <laughs>